This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When it comes to radio, AMP hits different. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. From hip-hop to house music to heavy metal, discover new-to-you tracks and playlists made by music lovers who know what's good. And that includes you. Jump in the chat or call in to share your taste and add your own picks to the mix. Download AMP. That's A-M-P for free in the App Store or go to onamp.com. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, guys. It's me, Sam, a.k.a. Bravo Historian from the podcast Hot Off the Mess. And I am so excited to introduce to you a new podcast by The Dip. It's called Morgan's Pop Talks. She is covering news, pop culture every single week. It's fun and entertaining. She's a fucking riot. So go subscribe and enjoy the first episode. Bye. Hey, I'm Morgan. You might know me as Morgan P. Talks on TikTok and Instagram, but this is Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. Here, we will be digging into the headlines, going on a weekly deep dive, and I'll be giving you guys some surprises along the way. I view this as a safe space for pop culture and reality TV lovers. I am so excited for my first episode. This has really been a long time in the works. I just have never really had, you know, I mean, the only word that's coming to my mind is the balls to do it. I haven't had the balls to do it until now. And here we are. And the response to me, you know, announcing this on my TikTok and Instagram has been so overwhelming. So thank you guys so much if you're tuning in for the very first episode. Something that I really wanted to do when creating my podcast is get my followers involved because I love to talk to you guys just as much as I like to talk about reality TV and pop culture. So I hope that you guys feel included. I'll get into a little bit more uh, later in detail about our deep dives, but I do take submissions uh, from questions by my followers every single week on Instagram. So if you want to be featured on the podcast, you will have your opportunity. Uh, But like I said, we'll get into that in a little bit. I want to start this episode and moving forward every episode with what I like to call the pop three. Pop three. It's cute, right? Top three headlines of the week in pop culture news. So in no particular order, because it's hard for me to rate them numerically because I'm passionate about all three this week, you guys. But I want to start with Craig and Paige from Summer House, Southern Charm, Winter House. What the heck is going on with Craig and Paige? We have been wondering for months now whether or not they're together, and I think it's pretty blatantly obvious that they are, and I'm annoyed with them 
because of it. I'll get to that in a second, but let's lay out some groundwork first. On my pages, in case you missed it, if you listen to Giggly Squad, that is Paige DeSorbo and Hannah Burner's podcast together. Long story short, uh, on the last episode of Giggly Squad, Paige was talking about going to Delaware to meet some guy's family for the first time. Craig's parents live in Delaware. We all remember that episode of Southern Charm where they all go to Delaware and Whitney tells Craig's mom that he's not going to become a lawyer. It was one of the best episodes, I think, of Southern Charm ever. Uh, But anyways, so they're in Delaware. But that's not like really the crazy part about what went down this week. It's the fact that there were two versions of the Giggly Squad podcast floating around the internet. One version mentioned Craig's name numerous times. The other version did not mention Craig's name at all. It was it was very blatantly edited out. If you haven't listened to it, I did put them back to back on my Instagram and TikTok pages. So you can hear it. But I mean, it's clear as day. And one Craig's name is in there and the next they just completely edit it out. So that was before going into last weekend where we know that they went to a wedding in Aspen together. And, you know, I had people DMing me pictures from the bride's Instagram of Paige and Craig sitting together. And I just feel like that's where it gets like weird to me. Like for me personally, I so appreciate you guys sending me that. Please don't get me wrong. But I'm like, when I have to search on other people's Instagram that aren't on reality TV, that aren't famous, I'm just like, at at this point, we all know they're together. So why are they going above and beyond to keep it like on the low? At this point, I feel like it's more obnoxious to, to not say it than to Say it, and I say that for that specific reason, right? We're not looking at strangers' Instagrams to to look in the background of these people's wedding ceremony to try to find Craig and Paige. And it's like if they do want privacy, which that that's automatically my response. Okay, well, maybe they want just a, a more of a private relationship. This is not the way to do it because look at us. Look at us. We are searching strangers' Instagrams to see if we can see them sitting together at this wedding. Just put a freaking story up of you guys sitting together and we'll leave you alone. We'll have our answer and we'll leave you alone. We won't. We won't leave them alone. Let's be 100% real. You know when I knew for a fact that Craig and Paige were together, and this is not to shame any of you listeners that like to golf. Because I do know that there are people out there that like to golf. Me, not one of them. My boyfriend loves to golf. I will never go golfing with my boyfriend. Paige DeSorbo went to a golf outing with Craig Conover. Do you think Paige DeSorbo has any interest in golf? She doesn't. That's when I knew. Paige is not going to watch some other people play golf if she is not hooking up with Craig. Or together in some capacity. And you know, I love Craig. I love Paige. But I'm going to be real with you guys. I, I'm i having a hard time seeing them together. And I don't know what it is. Because I am truly a fan of both of them. I think what it is. Is that I just don't feel like Craig fits Paige's uh, aesthetic. That she works really, really hard to maintain. Like for example... The wedding that we all saw and were creeping on this weekend, Craig wore like a, it kind of looked like a paisley shirt. It wasn't like a paisley shirt, but it was like very vineyard vines, right? 
Paige DeSorbo with a Vineyard Vines guy? No. Paige DeSorbo with a guy that wears a Paisley shirt to a wedding? Never. You guys, she would never. They're both cute, okay? I ship them. I just am having a hard time wrapping my brain around it, and I want to see a photo of the two of them together that they post on their Instagram. Okay, so that's our first headline. Let's move on to number two because it is in the same realm. Uh, it was announced this week that Southern Charm started filming again. The cast this year includes Craig, Leva, Pringle, which why does he go by the name Pringle? He has a say in that. Isn't his first name John? He's like, no, I want the world to know me as Pringle. Just seems like an odd choice to me. Catherine, Shep, Austin, Madison. Uh, the newbies this year are Vanita, who we've seen on the last season. Olivia, who's friends with everyone. Catherine's boyfriend, Caleb, we've seen all over uh, uh, Catherine's Instagram, the two of them together. And Macy, who is Shep's cousin. It has been so long, and the drama that has happened... While the cameras are not rolling on Southern Charm is unbelievable. Want me to jog your memory? Uh, J-Lo and A-Rod much? Do you remember that? It feels so long ago. The demise of J-Lo and A-Rod started on the Southern Charm reunion because Craig woke up and chose violence that day. I mean, we are forever grateful for that. But we're just jogging your memory on that. Also, Madison's drunk Instagram lives where she's talking about Austin and and Kristen and and you know the back and forth of all of that happened in the off season Naomi and Matul break up Craig and Naomi seeing each other in Vegas so much has happened I truly cannot wait for this season of Southern Charm and let me just say that Craig and Naomi, they're not going to get back together. I hate to burst your guys' bubble, but um, I do know some people that live in Charleston, and that's the word on the street. They're not getting back together. But I would not be surprised if Naomi comes back to Southern Charm this season, and I don't think that they would tell us. So it's like, I know what you're thinking, Morgan, you just told us the cast, and Naomi wasn't in there. But but no, they would not tell us that right now. They would kind of let the anticipation build. That would kind of be like a bombshell of the season. So that's my prediction that we are going to see Naomi and I'm just super excited that Southern Charm is filming again finally. I need I need more Austin and Madison drama. I say that and then when I watch it I'm going to be like get these people out of my brain and out of my life, but I truly love every second of it. All right, let's move on to the overwhelming number one. I know I said I didn't number these, but I have the most to say about Brendan's apology. Bachelor in Paradise, it's coming down to the wire, and I do know that Brendan's apology happened about a week ago, but I have been saving all of my thoughts, all of my thoughts for the podcast. If you notice, I have not put one video about Brendan's apology on my pages because I because I can't I have too many things to say um I watched it three times it's seven minutes long I watched it three times imagine how you felt watching it one time because we all felt the same way right like what the heck are we watching and then imagine watching it three times I watched it for a total of 21 minutes Brendan Moiris talking to me on Instagram. So, oh my gosh, it's so horrible, isn't it? Even just to think back about it. I want to start with 
first and foremost, he's like apologizing to Natasha, right? And the quote is, just knowing you for a handful of days. Never could have imagined the heartbreak I caused you. That is a backhanded apology. Just knowing you for a handful of days. Like, Brendan. And this is the problem is that he does not know how to communicate because that makes him sound like a douchebag. Just knowing you for a handful of days. Never could imagine the heartbreak that I caused you. That's exactly what Natasha was saying, that he just downplayed it the whole time. And look, It was fine if Brendan wasn't that into Natasha. But to make it seem like Natasha was out of her mind in thinking that, you know, they were at least forming a connection, it's just rude, okay? Uh, Brendan also reiterates the fact that he was single, him and Piper weren't together, apologizes for what he says about Natasha being annoying and having no prospects. Like I said before, it's one thing if you don't see a romantic connection with Natasha, but when you use and manipulate and then talk badly about her behind her back is what I have an issue with. You're not going to call the girl that you used annoying. You're not going to do it because you did it to yourself. If you didn't want her to be annoying you about the way that you treated her, you should not have treated her badly. Right? Now, what he didn't say and what I've heard on Natasha's podcast, uh, Clickbait, which is with Tasha and uh, Grocery Store Joe, is how exactly he manipulated Natasha. And that was by using his divorce as a reason for being, quote, slow to open up. Now, if you guys watch Tasha's season, you know that that Brendan is divorced. He, uh, he bonded with Tasha about that. And that is an issue, right? And that's what Natasha was saying. Like, sure, I could have interpreted it as he's not just that into me. But I also could have interpreted it as what he was telling me. And that is that he's slow to open up because of his divorce. That is manipulation at its finest. Okay, the one thing that I agree with Brendan on is the followers argument. You guys, we got to let it go. We cannot any longer say... Oh, they're just here for the followers. Of course, they're there for the followers. If you don't want followers, there's eHarmony, there's Bumble, there's Tinder. There's literally pick your freaking poison and you'll be able to find a app, a website, a community group where you can find single people. But when you go into this situation, and it's like everybody else has said, with the plan, that's that's just you have to be open to the process and you can't use and manipulate people in the meantime to quote unquote get your followers. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't really buy the apology because you guys remember his first post. Uh, he was in the swimming pool and the caption was here for the wrong reasons. And I can't remember if it was either right before or right after the episode aired that he posted that photo. But that alone tells me the mindset he had both going into that episode and rewatching that episode. As the, and same with Piper. You know, she posted something that was like, all is fair in love and more. They were fully okay with being labeled like the villains until they realized how bad that it actually looked. And they were ready to play up the villain role. I mean, why else would Brendan Post here for the wrong reasons if he wasn't like willing to be... The villain. And then it really backfired and blew up in their faces. They've lost so many followers. 
Um, and you know what? I cannot help but to think about this. And this this might be bad, but I'm just going to say it anyways. I wonder how the ex-wife feels about this. I don't know who Brendan's ex-wife is. I've never really looked her up. Um, it's like one of those things where I just I just kind of let that be because she's not the one who wants to be in the public eye. Brendan is. But can you imagine being married to somebody and then going through a divorce, which is already like horrible enough for everyone involved, then to have them go on the biggest reality TV show in the world to get pretty far to become a fan favorite, then to go on the spinoff Bachelor in Paradise and become the biggest villain of the season. If Brendan's ex-wife is listening to me right now, please know that this is a safe space for you to tell us what you think. Because, girl, we need to know. All right, you guys. I know that was uh, intense for our first pop three. But like I said, we are digging deep into those headlines. I am spilling all my thoughts. Let's take a little break, decompress, and we'll come back for the deep dive. We'll be right back. All right, now we're going to get into what I like to call the deep dive portion of the podcast. I have a feeling that this is going to be my favorite part of the podcast because I really wanted to get my followers involved, you know, especially those who have been with me from day one through the pandemic, talking about TV and pop culture and anything that was going on in the headlines, we would always be just DMing about it. So I thought, why don't I just have a follower every single week come on, ask me the burning question that they want to know the answer to, and I will dive deep into it. So today we have our very first question from Julia. Let's take a listen. Hey Morgan, it's Julia from Cleveland, Ohio. I am obsessed with your Instagram page and I am so excited that you're starting a podcast. My question is, what is up with this next Bachelor? What happened with Michael and Greg? And who is this new guy from Michelle's season? Julia, thank you. Uh, Sounds like a professional, too. Like, she could be an extra on the podcast anytime. Do I have to say spoiler alert for this? Because I'm pretty sure everyone has seen who the next Bachelor is at this point. But in case you haven't, this is a spoiler alert. I did have somebody get mad at me on Instagram for quote-unquote spoiling it. Even though we don't even actually know who this guy is. I will tell you everything you need to know about him. So our next Bachelor, his name is Clayton Eckert. Now, nothing has been confirmed by ABC yet, but Mike Fleiss, who is the head honcho, okay, of the Bachelor franchise, both Bachelor, Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise. If you see the word or the name Mike Fleiss, you know, he's the top guy. He tweeted, major announcement. Your new The Bachelor is a great guy from Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. Can't wait for you to meet him. He tweeted again, another major announcement. His first name starts with the letter C. Hashtag The Bachelor. They always got to throw the hashtag in there. You know how it is. We will get to Clayton in a second. But first, I want to start off with maybe why it wasn't some of our favorites from Katie Thurston's season. Let's start with Michael A. You know the man I know and love. Michael A., I texted Michael A. last weekend when I was at a wedding because I had a friend come up to me and say, Morgan, why isn't Michael A. your plus one to this wedding? So I texted him. I said, Michael A., why aren't you my plus one to this wedding? Uh, You know, besides the fact that I do have a boyfriend. He laughed. He thought it was funny, you know, and then he didn't text me back. So anyways, moving on. Let's start with Michael A. Let's put it this way. The Bachelor needed Michael A. Michael A. did not need The Bachelor. Okay, let me unpack that for a second. Let's be very clear. Michael A. was the first choice. 
Now, I'm not a producer. I'm not a casting director. So I can't tell you that with 100% certainty, but I can tell you that with 99.9% certainty that Michael A. was truly the first choice to be the next Bachelor. I really believe that they would have tried to move mountains to get Michael A. Uh, You know, they put out that first casting call for single moms, divorcees. Uh, You mean to tell me that casting call was for Greg Grippo? I don't think so. No. And especially after the year that the Bachelor franchise had with Chris Harrison and Rachel and Matt, bad ratings, Michael A. truly was the fix to get things back on track when it comes to casting leads, right? It was back to the basics, real genuine people that you have invested interest in wanting to find love. Were you rooting for anyone more than Michael A.? If you were, who was it? Andrew? Like, yes, Andrew is funny, but did you really think that Andrew was going to walk out of that situation engaged to Katie? Not really. Did you think that with Justin? We didn't see Justin. So the answer is no. That's a quick no with the Justin. Uh, Who else was even there? Greg? Absolutely not. So Michael A., I feel like, is the way the Bachelor franchise truly wanted to go. I'm thinking that he turned them down. And when I say I'm thinking he turned them down, I'm like pretty positive that he turned them down. The thing with Michael A. is that it's a lot more complicated for him to just say – Heck yeah, let's do it. I'm going to go be the lead on the most popular reality TV dating show in the world. Because he's got relatives. He's got in-laws. He's got a son. He has a life in Akron, Ohio that doesn't just affect him, right? I mean, think of any other Bachelor lead in the past. They're these young, eligible eligible bachelors that probably want to live in LA one day, San Diego, wherever Katie is, New York City, you name it. They don't want to live in Akron, Ohio. And I think that was a big catch for Michael A. He's thinking, you know, if I go on this show... It's not just me. It's not just going to impact my future. It's going to impact my son's future, my in-law's future, you know, my extended family's future. And also, what women are going to want to go on the Bachelor franchise and live in Akron, Ohio? You know what I mean? Like, no, it's just not happening, especially if they cast people like they have been casting for the past five, six years. You know, these really young Pretty girls who want to be Instagram influencers. I'm not saying they're all like that. Obviously, we know that that's not true. But the vast majority of them do want, you know, the the clout that comes with being on The Bachelor. And look, I'm not mad at people for wanting to go on The Bachelor to be on TV. Like, why is that even still an argument? You know that that's half of the reason why they want to go. If they happen to find love and get married and get engaged and pop out babies, I mean, fan-freaking-tastic. But don't get mad at people because they want to be on TV. That's the whole premise of the show, okay? So with Michael, like I said, just so many different layers to it. I will say that I don't think we can or should rule out Michael A. in the future. Who knows? Maybe he just wanted to let the dust settle a little bit because this is a lot, especially for what he has been through, losing his wife, you know, his his child is starting school. So I'll just let you simmer on that. Let's not rule out Michael A. forever and for always. Let's go to Greg. So there was maybe a point that Greg could have been asked. In general, you know, with the Bachelor announcement, they always want to make a splash, right? They always want like that, oh my gosh, he's the next Bachelor windmill guy, Pilot Pete. 
who's getting down in the windmill with Hannah Brown, okay? Uh, We couldn't get Tyler Cameron, so Tyler Cameron's best friend and closest thing we will get to Tyler, Matt James. You know, he was big on TikTok during the pandemic. People knew his face. People knew his name. It was the closest thing that we could get to Tyler. We knew Tyler would come on, make a cameo appearance, so we'll take Matt James. So maybe they thought, let's get Greg. Kind of controversial. Kind of. Very controversial. Let's be honest. Half of Bachelor Nation hates Greg. It'll get people talking. But I personally don't believe at the end of the day they would have ever really went with Greg. And here's why. They do need someone who's going to play by the rules, right? They need a full season. They need rose ceremonies. Greg was like, screw it, Katie. Let's throw the whole show away. Let's bounce right now at the final four. You want that guy to be the lead? Where he has to now navigate 30 different relationships? No. It just was not going to happen. If they wanted to ensure a full season, they might not want to pick the guy that begged Katie to stop handing out roses and to quote Greg Grippo to stop playing Bachelorette. They're just not going to do it. I think what it really boils down to, the Bachelor franchise in general likes to rock the boat, but they don't want to sink the ship. Okay, I'm one of those people that never hated Greg. That might be a hot take or whatever, but I also didn't hate Katie. I feel like in that situation, and this is kind of a lame excuse and I know that it is, but there's a lot that we did not see. We saw a 20 minute edited fight that was probably stitched and pieced together. And I feel like just watching it a couple times, I could not get a good read on what really happened. Like every time I watch it, I left confused. So... It didn't make a lot of sense, but after a year of just not great situations, the situation with Greg, it wasn't great. It left a lot of people unhappy, and I can understand it. If it triggered some people, like, those feelings are totally valid, and that would have divided Bachelor Nation even more. The situation with Matt and Rachel was nuts. The situation with Chris Harrison and Rachel Lindsay was nuts. If they went with Greg Grippo and chose someone that half of Bachelor Nation did not like, the show would explode. And that's why I said they like to rock the boat, but they don't want to sink the ship. And I really do think that with Greg, it just wouldn't have ended well. So let's talk about Andrew and Justin because they're really not thrown into the mix a lot. I do like them both, but I wasn't invested in either one of them enough to want them to be the next Bachelor, nor do I think either one of them want the pressure that the lead has to actually get engaged. Now, I can't say that for Justin because we truly did not get to see his personality. I'm seeing more of his personality these days on TikTok, which, by the way, he's a great TikTok follow. You should follow him. I think his name is Justin Glaze. It's just his first and last name. But even Andrew, cute, funny, handsome. I mean, everything that you would want out of a guy. But do you see him wanting to to be engaged and married? I just don't see it. So that's why I think that they kind of knew when Michael A. didn't want to do it and they knew that Michael A. was not coming around no matter how hard they tried, they had to look for a different option, whether it was reach out for somebody in the past or pick one of Michelle's guys, which is where we are now. Let's move on to the new guy, Clayton Eckert. I think that's how you say his name. Nobody freaking knows who this guy is, so I don't know how to say his last name. On the show, he's either he's just going to be Clayton, or if there's two, Clayton E. Okay, so that's what we'll 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 just call him Clayton. On his Instagram bio, it says former freestyle rapper and washed up athlete now trying his luck at orthopedic sales. I don't know about freestyle rapper. 
Kind of seems like a red flag to me. Uh, he reminds me of Colton Underwood, looks wise, tall, muscular, lots of shirtless photos on his Instagram, lots of photos with his family, with his mom. He looks like a good guy. He played football at the University of Missouri. Uh, he used to play for the Seattle Seahawks. He's from Eureka, Missouri. I don't know why that's just a fun word for me to say. Like I said before, no official word from ABC that this guy is our next Bachelor, but every sign, like blinking red light sign points that this guy is our Bachelor. We found out because photos surfaced of him shooting what appeared to be like the intro package in Eureka. Uh, There was a huge banner in the town that said, go find love Clayton. The mayor of Eureka, his name is Sean Flower, seemed to confirm Clayton's casting too. He posted about it on Facebook because Duh. Don't we always have to post everything on Facebook? This is what the mayor said. Eureka native Clayton Eckert, the next Bachelor and a film crew from the show will be on location in downtown Eureka today around 3 p.m. Eureka folks are welcome to come down to wish him good luck on the show and watch the show. I creeped on reality Steve's Instagram and let me tell you, the middle-aged women that were lined up on these streets screaming for Mr. Clayton was absurd. The fact that nobody knows this guy and there's still at least like 50 ladies there, you know, riled up at Mr. Clayton, it was it was uh, really nice to see. So I think he's going to go over well with the, with the demo. Uh, Mike Fleiss, like I said, the hen hon show before, he also tweeted, Major announcement. When choosing The Bachelor, the most important quality we look for is sincerity. This time we hit the jackpot. Stay tuned. So I went over to Bachelor Nation Scoop, which is a really great Instagram page that posts the Bachelor Nation Scoop. I mean, they're on brand with the title. Uh, This was a DM that Bachelor Nation Scoop got, and they wanted to be anonymous. Uh, It said, went to college with him. Speaking of uh, Clayton, went to college with him. Class act in all capital letters. Good Midwestern guy, not looking for fame. Good for ABC. Maybe back on track with casting. Remember what I said about Michael A? Remember what I said, how they needed to get back to what the show was all about because it's veered so far left with people only going on there for clout that have literally no intention on leaving the show engaged. This is what they need, sincerity. And I feel like it's just what was lacking from, from I mean, it lacked from Colton. I'm sorry, I'm just going to put it out there. We all know why. It lacked from Pilot Peter, who – Four girls that he dated from his season? Four, I think. Was it three or was it four? Let's just go with four because it's more dramatic. Four girls. And then Matt James, who we didn't even know, was just casted because he was friends with Tyler Cameron. So here's to really hoping that Clayton Eckerd, Clayton E, Clayton, whatever they're going to call him on the show, really is here for the right reasons and doesn't just want followers although he's already got over like twenty five thousand followers and we've never even seen his freaking face on the television good for him he's cute go follow him okay so that's all the digging that we're gonna do in this week's deep dive about the bachelor i hope you guys enjoyed like i said before i'm going to do this every single week where i take a question from one of my followers i will post a question on my instagram uh you can do it that way you can slide into the dms anytime you want to and who knows maybe i will answer your burning question 
Speaking of my Instagram and my TikTok, if you followed me for a while, you know that on Morgan P. Talks, we like to talk about reality TV. We like to talk about pop culture, the Kardashians, anything that's trending online. We also like to talk about my boyfriend. Which, I told you guys before, the the final scene of the podcast, if you will, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, but this time for my first episode, I really wanted to give you some insight about who I am, about what's going on in my personal life, aside from me obsessing over reality TV and pop culture. So, let's talk about my British South African boyfriend for a second. His name is David. Now, I know what you're thinking, British South African? Yes, he does have an amazing accent, and as soon as he's here and the States. I will put him on the pod so you guys can hear him. But that is the big announcement because he lives in London, right? Which is really sucky in the middle of a global pandemic. Normally, it's fun. You know, I can go to London every two to three months. We can go to Paris. We can do whatever the heck we want to do. Not in a pandemic. Mm, No. March 2020 was the last time that my boyfriend David was in the United States. Actually, January 2020 was the last time my boyfriend was in the United States. Um, And then there's been this travel ban that has been intact for 17 months, which is wild. So let's put it this way. The only time I've been able to see my British South African boyfriend is when I went to London to go see him. Total in the past 17 months, that has been 20 days. So you can do that math. It's like well over 400 days that we've been apart and I've only been able to see him for 20 days. Been really, really, really tough. But the good news, you guys, and I actually learned this from Katie and freaking Blake. Can you believe it? So there are a bunch of third route countries that David can go to, stay for two weeks, and then come in to the United States. We were looking at the Dominican Republic. We were looking at uh, Croatia, you know, different places in Mexico. We're like, let's go on a vacation. Let's do it. Long story short, Canada opened to vaccinated foreigners recently, like a week ago, I want to say. And I learned that because of Blake and Katie, because, you know, Blake lives in Canada. And I remember doing a video on my TikTok about how I'm really happy for Katie and Blake. I'm really concerned for them being new in their engagement because of this crazy travel ban that is separating loved ones right now where they cannot come into America. Well, I found out that Canadians can't drive across the American border, but right now they can fly across the American border. It is nuts out here when I tell you trying to keep up with all these rules. And look, I know, safety first, trust me. I'm the first person to put every safety measure in place to make sure that everybody's good. But when you are away from your boyfriend for 17 17 months, you start to go a little little nuts. So long story short, which it's not, I'm not making it short. So long story long, David is spending two weeks in Canada right now as we speak. And next Tuesday, he will be in America for the first time. In 17 months. Can you believe it? My boyfriend is going to be in my house. This has not happened since January 2020. The last time I saw him was May 2021 for his birthday. So I'm just like counting down the days, seconds, hours until he gets here. It's very exciting. 
I know that has nothing to do with reality TV and pop culture, but like I said, I wanted to keep things fun, fresh, interesting. At the end, you never know what you're going to get here on Morgan's Pop Talks. Well, what do you know? The first Morgan's Pop Talks in the books. I can't believe it. You guys, it's been a long time coming. I've really been wanting to do it, but I've just been dragging my feet. So huge shout out to The Dip. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity and just kind of like pushing me off the ledge because if it wasn't for The Dip, I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. Uh, Before you go, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's how you show love in 2021. If you don't do those things... Uh, The podcast doesn't really get picked up a lot of places. So if you want this podcast to be successful, if you want it to live a long and healthy life, please rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget, I take deep dive questions on my Instagram every single week at Morgan P Talks, or you can even email podcasts at the dip.com. If you just want to do a little voice memo on your phone, shoot it via email. I will take a deep dive submission anytime, anywhere for the people, by the people, I like to say. Uh, you can also check out more podcasts on the dip and connect with TV lovers of all kinds at the dip.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning into my first episode. Come back for the second one, okay? Join Santa Cruz Shakespeare at its summer festival of exciting live outdoor performances in the Audrey Stanley Grove in De La Viega Park in Santa Cruz. The season features the world premiere of The Formula by Katherine Chetkovich, inspired by Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, directed by Ellen McGuire and a co-production with Blissfield. Rounding out the festival are Shakespeare's Twelfth Night and The Tempest. Info and tickets at santacruzshakespeare.org. That's santacruzshakespeare.org. See you in the Grove. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket and, yes, through fruit, too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org.